fall. Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would say, I like you the way you are. When we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one on one, but you become somebody else around everyone else. You're watching your back like you can't relax. You're trying to be cool. You look like a fool to me. Tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this. You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honestly. You promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it. No, no, no. Yes, guys. It's uh, it's 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 exactly nine twenty-eight p.m. this Thursday evening. That's September tenth. And this is Merle Klasser bringing my next epi- episode to you so fucking late. And I'm really sorry about it. I don't know why it got so long. Like, I, I'm sure it's the pandemic. Believe me, because I never, I don't like to kind of, you know, uh, go, uh, like if I have a date, I like to keep it to that date, you know. Like, I'm I'm pretty punctual. I used to do it every, like, Sunday uh, because uh, on the weekdays, it was just impossible. Now, since, you know, it's a pandemic, lockdown, uh, uh, it makes you kind of, you know, okay, you know, I'll do it in the evening. And then, uh, like, I'll do it on Monday evening. I'll do it on Tuesday evening. I'll do it on Wednesday evening. And no, it didn't happen. And now it's Thursday. But anyways, now I just kind of decided whenever I feel like uh uh feeling the mood of doing it because right now you know this pandemic and this lockdown thing is really kind of you know uh you uh you don't have the same mood like every day you know uh so i'm just gonna do it uh i'm gonna record it uh the day that i feel is the right day to do it you know that's what i plan to do because of course i'll have a weekly episode but when i'll have it i'm not kind of uh putting in a time you know uh, because it's good to do it when you are in the proper frame of mind and you are in your vibes, you know, that's important. Anyway, so uh, how are you guys doing, man? I mean, um, how are things with you? Uh, how are things with you during the lockdown? Uh, there's, it's already September. In just like about three months, it's going to be the end of the year. This year just flew by, although it was in the lockdown, although it was slow, but it's just like from March, we have already reached September. Shocking. Like it just makes me wonder, like how did time fly even during a lockdown, you know? That's what I'm talking about. Um, and, uh, right. So, uh, I don't know what's happening with the, uh, with the whole, uh, vaccine thing, uh, because I believe there's nothing really out as of now. I mean, we are still in the phases of clinical trials. Many, I think there are about a hundred vaccines which are being created. Some of them just fail midway. Some of them are like, you know, getting into the third phase, I believe, um, uh, but I have no idea. I, I don't know what's happening with the Russian vaccine, Sputnik Five or something that was uh, that was uh, that didn't really go through all the phases of the clinical trials, as far as I understand. So it's really risky to say that you know whether it's safe and effective. No idea. But I have not been following that Russian vaccine, like what's happening it, because I believe Russia has already started inoculating its population with that vaccine. How how good, how well it is working, I have no idea. Uh, and at the same time, you know, uh, I, I would not believe uh, the news that is coming out from after the inoculation or whatever. And, you know, they, they talk about how are people responding to it. I would not believe the the news that is coming out about the re, the responses of people you know to that vaccine because i have i don't know i don't really know because you know if you're creating a vaccine you're going to inoculate people i mean you know there is a method of doing it you need to pass all, all the phases through all the phases of the clinical trials if you just kind of stop at midway saying it's okay uh so 
it's just like what about safety and effectiveness you know what if someone just dies because what happened with um, the uk the united kingdom and swiss company astra uh zenica i think believe i believe it's astra zenica um wherein uh, out of so many like thousands of people that they inoculated i think in the in the in the in the third phase of the clinical trial pharmaceutical company in the third phase of the clinical trial there was one person out of thousands of them who developed this um, inflammation of, of his of his or her spinal cord i don't know who the volunteer was uh, i don't think they're giving out names or anything and it's good it's good they're not doing that um so there was inflammation in one out of thousands of patients uh, of the spinal cord so that company actually had to stop the clinical trials you know uh midway uh, until they really find out what really went wrong you know so if now the united kingdom swiss company is so particular you know and that's how it's supposed to be that's what it become makes a vaccine promising you know it makes it safe it makes it effective because you're looking at all stages you're looking at all the volunteers the way they're responding and i believe it stops so uh and that's what i see as a difference between the russian vaccine and any other vaccine that has been tested and you know tried and uh researched all over the world um like uh, it is important it has to be safe it has to be effective and if these two criteria is a kind of fulfilled hey man we're taking it um anyways i'm i'm really afraid of those injections whatever be but that's not something that will stop me from taking it you got to take it right um so let's see what happens i believe everything is but but i believe this uh this pharmaceutical company astra zenca am i saying correctly zenica or zenca now uh this company has said that despite this roadblock that they have kind of come across you know where in one of the one of the volunteers who they uh who was who they tried it on tested this particular vaccine on cre- got the inflammation inflammation of uh, the spinal cord now in s- despite that happening uh the organization is really very confident of having have a vaccine by the end of this year or very early next year so despite that uh, the uh you know the conference is there and the and the all the organization the pharmaceutical company saying that you know um all vaccines go through the stage of you know sudden like you know okay they see some kind of uh, reaction they most of them are paused and then they relook into it this is just kind of you know overblown out of proportion that you know uh, someone develops something because everybody is watching you know for a vaccine is waiting for a vaccine there's a lot of media attention etc so that's what the organization is saying that a vaccine going bust in between you know showing some showing some symptoms or something in some of the volunteers is a very common thing you know uh, it's just kind of blown out of proportion because uh, it has it has a lot of media attention people are just wondering or waiting for you know something to come out so that's why um that's the only reason that you know the focus is a little too much that's what um that's what the pharmaceutical company has really said so hopefully you know we have something now to the end of this year it's just like you have 3 months you know so uh after it is ready and then i don't know about the manufacturing and all in the production and uh, everybody uh, i think uh, the world health organization has also talked about vaccine national being a nationalist you know nationalism will not work because when it comes to uh, when it comes to infections like this when it comes to uh, the uh, a virus like this you know just securing a population in one country is not going to really help eradicate this virus or help conquer this virus you know it is required that at least 80 i believe 70 to 80% of the population all over the world needs to get the inoculation needs to get the vaccine for the world to be a safe place you know uh for 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 the world together to be able to eradicate uh, the virus 
So uh, that's what the World Health Organization is saying, that you, you may have uh, the nationalist agenda for your trade, for your politics, for your social agendas, etc. But hey, you know, when it comes to the vaccine, you can't have a nationalist or nationalist nationalism agenda, you know, in any country. You cannot just take away all the vaccines that are produced and just give it to your people within that country. It has to be equally distributed. It should be equitable all over the world. And then the world will be a safe place. Because if you just secure your people in one particular country, you know, uh, people have to travel. You, you know, they, uh, that uh, people have to get in, people have to get out. There's going to be a lot of spread eventually, you know, and then mutations, etc. So, um, so, yes, of course, it is important that vaccine nationalism will not really work at least in the case of this virus you know um so that's something that was very interesting uh that dr tedros uh talked about uh, at one of these um one of these uh, live streaming sessions that he had you know i was listening to it and it's so true it's so f- it's so really true um Anyway, so uh, I was uh, actually I do watch. I'm not I'm not really a sports fanatic. Like I don't really watch a lot of sports. I watch a little tennis. I watch a little cricket, but I have no idea what football is. Uh, the hand football that that the American football. I have no. I don't understand even the rules of it. I understand the rules in the in the football, football, soccer thing, but. I don't really watch it. So I watch, uh, what I watch is uh, a little cricket that I understand as well. And I, I enjoy it as well. And I watch tennis as well. So although there's no real, there's not, uh, you know, uh, like recently we all heard about Novak Djokovic. Um, his, uh, like, I like three players uh, when it comes to the male category, uh, Novak Djokovic, I like Roger Federer, I like um, Nadal. Uh, he, so these three are my favorite players because they really play a game that is very competitive and it's fun, you know, to really watch. So I like that. Um, uh, when it comes to women's, uh, right now I'm cheering Serena Williams. Hope she sticks to the game. I'm not talking too much because I've noticed that, that okay, this is a little superstitious. But if I talk too much about one person, you know, and I'm kind of cheering for them and thinking, oh, they should win and all that thing. I've got this kind of feeling that whenever I do that, the person loses. <laughs> so I try to shut up, you know. I try to kind of, you know, kind of, okay, fine, just like, uh, uh, kind of just don't do too much about it. But I already said it, like Serena Williams is who I'm kind of uh, geared up for. Um, in the male category, uh, I like all three of them. Roger Federer, I like Nadal. Okay, in the category of Nadal, my favorite. Roger Federer second, and then Novak uh, Djokovic, of course. In the U.S. Open 2020, Roger Federer and Nadal are not playing, right? So I was kind of rooting for Novak uh, Djokovic. But I was like, what the hell? The way he got disqualified in the in the 2020 U.S. Open was like, actually blew my mind. Like, I was... How can you just get disqualified for that reason, you know? Uh, that was my first thing. Of course, I really feel really sad uh, for the uh, for the for the line uh, referee or the line lines person who was standing there on, on the line. Uh, if for those people who have not watched the match, uh, uh, Novak Djokovic was actually disqualified from a match. I don't know whether it was second or third match uh, because. Uh, he uh, hit a ball on the neck uh, uh, unknowingly, okay? Maybe in a little frustration because he lost a point. Uh, by mistake, the ball, he was just actually hitting the ball on the on the side. By mistake, the ball hit the, hit, uh, hit the neck of uh, the line referee. And immediately, like in no time, uh, the referee disqualified him. Uh, the umpire, the umpire disqualified him from the match completely, like out. So he he cannot play the competitive match, what he worked so hard for. Uh, now, of course, I kind of feel bad for the Lions person. I believe she was in pain, but she was okay. She didn't have to be hospitalized or anything. And um, 
and when it's a competitive match hey man when it's a competitive match there has to be a little rage there has to be that excitement you know excitement brings fear it brings anger it brings like if you lose a point it's natural to get angry you know so that's the way i'm thinking of and maybe he just hit the ball and he, it was it was unknowingly he didn't he didn't really mean to hit that person to hit the lines person you know that's all that i'm saying of course my heart goes out to the lady but she didn't have to be hospitalized she was okay tennis ball that hit her neck uh she was okay but uh immediately you know uh the empire's decision like shook people who really follow tennis including me and i was like how did that ever happen you know so first of course um uh the whole uh, th- there's no first you know these players are actually playing with no uh spectators no fans okay so so no one's clapping for them no one's sighing for them nothing of that sort so say for instance you know uh Novak was hitting that shot and he lost a point you know there are a number of fans who who like you know uh support him even during his uh, uh support their fans even when they kind of lose a point like you know sigh or something that makes them feel good but there's a lot of pressure i believe you know for players when there is there are no fans there are no spectators uh, you know watching them everything is so silent it's natural to feel uh, to go under pressure to be you know uh, or whatever see so if someone's cheering you you feel you feel good about it if someone's with you is supporting you when you win a point and when you lose a point you know it makes you feel good but these guys are currently at least in 2020 they're playing in a, they're playing a match with no fans no spectators there's a lot of pressure and i believe that actually spun uh, that made him kind of a little frustrated if he, there were fans who kind of uh you know side with him or supported him when he lost the point maybe that would have never happened so that's the way i look at it of course these i believe these uh, these uh, the tennis games are played um, are played you know every player is tested once they arrive in the city i believe it's played in new york uh, and then they're tested every week as they keep playing the tournament uh, all matches are played in one particular location all the players are uh, made to stay in one particular restaurant in one particular hotel what am i saying and then um you know there are they used to be 12 uh ball people now there are six so the limit limited the line crews as well there are no mixed doubles no junior ma- tournaments and no wheelchair tournaments so there's a lot of changes you know and no fans no crowds no media um at these matches a lot of changes a lot of pressure on the players actually because if you tell me i would never be able to play if there's no no fans because they're so used to playing with people watching them with with the noise you know so i believe that has really changed for them and for joker as well uh he was just disqualified because it seems because of frustration of missing a point um and there it was a line judge kind of just uh uh, uh it was just unfortunate that the ball hit her she didn't have to be hospitalized she got okay but it pained her at that very moment um but i really feel sad for novak djokovic all i'm trying to say is i understand both sides of the story but he didn't have to get just get disqualified you know for he worked so hard to play that game that day until the end he could have just won the uh won the tournament you know for all you care but he was just kind of stifled and disqualified for that small decision so i don't know i can understand both sides of the story but at the same time i don't think they should have just uh, uh put a penalty you know for one game they shouldn't have removed him for the entire tournament that's what my understanding is uh and then uh you know um i don't i don't really get it i mean i wish he could play it and then a uh, usda the un the united states uh i think tennis association usta they put out a statement saying in accordance with the grand slam rule book following novak's actions of in unintentionally hitting a ball dangerously or recklessly within the court or hitting a ball with negligent 
disregard of the consequences, the U.S. Open tournament referee defaulted Novak Djokovic from the 2020 U.S. Open because he was defaulted. Djokovic will lose all ranking points earned at the U.S. Open and will be fined the prize. So he doesn't only lose the ranking points earned at the U.S. Open, but he also is fined the prize money won at the tournament. In addition, that is whatever ma- whatever matches he played. At the tournament with two of them, I believe, he he's fined a prize money that is one at the tournament. In addition to uh, fines levied with respect to an offending incident, you know, so that's what the state uh, statement came out from USD. And it was a shocking statement, believe me. I mean, he doesn't only lose his ranking points at the US Open, but he's also fined his prize money of the matches that he played. And then also... All fines levied with respect to offending uh, the offending incident. Oh my God, this guy was like punished so badly, you know. Uh, of course, he took it as a, as a sport, I believe. Uh, he was okay with it. But I have a suggestion for USTA. If you're so strict with all this, you know, and not really understanding... Uh, uh, you know, when you're playing a competitive match, it is natural to get angry. You know, it's natural to be um, to be uh, agitated with a point got lost, especially when you're playing a match where there are no fans, you know, to cheer you or support you when you lose a point. You know, all I want to say is I hope the tournament association really puts fences around the courts for all its remaining matches because if you're putting a fence round which is see-through so the line you judge can actually see whether the ball is in the court out the court or whatever and make a judgment all i'm saying is put a fence man round your courts so that uh, a players can express their emotions when they have to that's a suggestion that I would say. Put a fence round so that the ball doesn't really go out and hit anybody. You know? So you're playing it safe on both ends. You're doing good for the line judge and you're doing good for the players because they are, they sh- must be allowed to express their emotions when they're playing such a competitive match at that level. You know? And it was unintentional. So that's my suggestion to the USTA and all the tennis matches henceforth. That, hey man, uh, that's what you got to do, you know. That's what I think. That's what I think. Now, I don't know whether uh, uh, they would take my suggestion because who am I? I'm just a nobody, right? So uh, that's what I feel. Uh, and since we're talking about sports, um, um, I was watching. Uh, this was this thing was trending. Actually, I don't really uh, I don't really watch sports. As I said, you know, I just have little interest in tennis, little interest in cricket, but I never really watch anything else. And football, I don't really know what are the rules of football, like American football. But the other day, uh, I uh, there was this uh, there was a speech by Kirk Herb Herbstreit. Okay, if I've said his name correctly. Now he's ESPN's uh, college game, uh, American analyst of at at the on the ESPN panel, and he was he was making a speech about college game on the college game day. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what is college game day, but I believe uh, he was he was talking uh, to the to the media or he was talking to the panel or something. And uh, he made such an emotional speech because today sports is so connected with the social issues, you know. We've heard about uh, players uh, kneeling down, striking, wearing T-shirts to show their support, you know, for people who have been mistreated or, um, you know. So they're, they're very socially conscious, at least what I've seen. Players all across, uh, you know, in all sports games, um, that in all kinds of sports today, what I've noticed is more than anything else, players are very socially connected, and that's good, you know. So when uh, Kirk Herbstreit was uh, trending, and um, so he made this uh, very uh, a, a great speech. He got emotional, you know, where he talked about social justice. And the most important part of that two-and-a-half-minute speech that he, you know, he got emotional towards the end, he couldn't speak anymore, which I want to play 
the most important thing of what he said was you know justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are not who are sorry so justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are you know so um so i love this i love this um i i love the i love the way he uh talked about it and uh, of course he got emotional because it really hit him really hard and uh, but he got his point uh he got his point across and i want to play that we talk about it after we come on the other side it's about uh it's about uh less than 3 minutes uh, long but i want you to hear if you're a white player in these locker rooms i think it's incumbent upon you to let me play i also again. think that if if you're a white player in these locker rooms i think it's incumbent upon you to really help with the change i saw dylan bowles there from stanford involved and i think uh, you know trevor uh, lawrence at clemson has been involved i think it's one thing to to have rallies so it's one thing to skip a practice because of social injustice it's one thing for the NBA and the NFL uh to miss games to to make a statement those things are great but my question is what's next what 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 does that lead to you go back to practice the next day um what what will lead to change and i really think i was talking to david shaw the head coach at stanford uh who who really he and i had a great talk i'd love listening to to his wisdom and his thoughts and he shared a a, a quote uh, to me and reminded me from benjamin franklin he said justice will be served justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are and i think that that's what i mean when i think i are the, the black community is hurting if you've listened and the the word empathy and compassion over these last 4 months how do you listen to these stories and not feel pain and and not not want to help you know what i mean it's like the, wearing a hoodie and uh putting your putting your your hands in 10 and 2 oh god i better look out because i'm 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 wearing nike gear like what What are we talking about? And so you can't relate to that if you're white, but you can listen and you can uh, try to help because this is not okay. It's just not It's not. And uh we just have we got to do better, man. We got we got we got to like lock arm in arm and be together in a football locker room that stuff is gone It, those barriers are gone and so uh, it just we got to do it's, better it's one of the things and why sports can be such a leader in this area it's happened throughout history uh, dating back uh, to Jesse Owens and Jackie Robinson and Muhammad Ali and uh, the number of changes that have been instituted and uh, awareness brought to because of sports and there's a lot of good going on in college football i know that even uh, the navy yeah that's so true you know because sports can really make a difference it not only brings people together but it can be used as a tool to create social awareness i loved i really loved this uh, this this emotional speech you know which was made by kirk herb straight if i've said it correctly um he hit on point that we this needs to change you know it really needs to cha- it really needs to change and it's so important that um uh it cannot just be work as usual you know uh when a community of people is disrespected or made to feel weak or is made to f- uh, feel uh they're fit for nothing you know so i love the speech and i said let me just play it out because uh, it really uh it really is so current and while i'm talking about it i just kind of uh, looking at on twitter and i see serena williams has just defeated um somebody uh for a spot in the semi final so she's actually she's in the us uh, open semi final okay i just talked about a few minutes back about how when i talk and pr- appreciate or praise someone they don't really win but i prove myself wrong i just see it trending right now 
right here that Serena Williams has defeated um, her opponent today, right now, for a spot in the semifinals. So congratulations to Serena Williams because that's what I wanted, you know. I hope she really wins the finals and takes the cup. Uh, I really want that to happen. Uh, But let's see what happens. Um, I won't talk about it too much, though, because I really believe that, you know, when I talk about when I praise someone a lot and when I talk about and things like that, they don't really win. And that's that's the thing that happens. Actually, I don't know why that happens with me. I'm a little superstitious. I think about this. But hey, man, that's 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 been happening. And what, what am I supposed to say about it? You know? So uh, talking about social justice, one more thing is, and it reminds me of, um, I, I used to watch the Daily Show like every day. I never missed a single Daily Show when Jon Stewart was hosting it. Of course, I don't watch it these days um, because Jon Stewart was Jon Stewart. And I really enjoyed uh, the guy. So I remember, you know, when he, he spoke about, um, he had said that if racism is something you are sick of hearing about, if racism is something that you're sick of hearing about, imagine how exhausting it must be living it every single day. So it's the same thing, you know. Um, it is not only people who are who are affected that needs to be outraged. Even people who are unaffected have to also be angry at what's happening. And then only change will happen so if racism is something you're sick of hearing about imagine how exhausting it must be living it every single day you know uh so that's a great thing um and i think sports can really bring about a change you know if you if uh it's a very they play a very important um a role in uh, in all this Anyways, I wanted to actually, I watched the, um, I want, I, I, I'm dying to go back in the, and to watch a movie in a theater because that's where I literally, I like watching movies on big screens. That's where I really enjoy more than, you know, watching it on a laptop. I always loved it. I still want to go, you know, to the theaters. But, uh, but I watched, uh, I didn't watch the movie Mulan, but I watched the trailer and I loved it. It's a movie by Disney. Um, I love the I love the story about you know this girl who is like a normal girl in a in a in a family, and uh, I believe it was shot in China. The girl's name is Milan. The government of China uh, says that you know that every family um, uh, needs to give away their son uh, to go and fight a war to defend the country from northern invaders. So that's a storyline. So there were invaders and uh, the Chinese government put a rule that every family has to need, need to give their son to fight these invaders to defend the country. Now, since Mulan is a girl and she had a sister, they had no brother. Her dad uh, had to go and fight, uh, go, to, go to war. But now the father was not in good health and Mulan was so sad and her family is so sad that if he goes to war, he's never going to come back. He's going to be, be killed, you know. So Mulan decided that uh, she'll uh, masquerade as a man and go and f- go to war instead of her father. And that's the story. And I like the story. It's very interesting. So she goes, uh, she goes to fight the war as a man, masquerading as a man. And then great fright scenes. I don't know what what happens after that, but great fright scenes. I love uh, her outfit. The red outfit is so bang on, man. It looks so crazy. Like I would, I would love to wear that outfit. You know, going outside. Like just wear it and just walk outside. You know, go for a walk, go for a run, or maybe go to the to buy some groceries or go to watch Mulan with that Mulan outfit. You know, I love it so much. But I believe the movie is uh, is under a lot of controversy. People are saying boycott the movie because the actress uh, uh, who the actress who plays Mulan, you know, as the lead character, she supported in one of her tweets. She supported uh, Hong Kong pro democracy. She supported the police of Hong Kong. Uh, so you know who were kind of uh, shoving off uh, protesters off the road. And uh, brutally attacking them with tear gas, etc. So uh, a number of Hong Kong pro-democracy protesters, as well as Thailand and Taiwan activists, they called on to boycott the movie Mulan 
Disney's movie Mulan because you know she made some comment but I believe she came back uh, saying that uh, she came back in another interview saying that uh, she's obviously uh, it is a very complicated situation what happened in Hong Kong and uh, she was not an expert and um, uh, you know whatever she said was like you know it has to be ignored that's what kind of an apology you know that she said that she's not an expert and I agree with it you know why why do you boycott a movie because one actor in that movie of 100 actors said something when she's not an expert she just supported the police you know the Hong Kong police at that time um so I don't think, you know, one person in the movie making a statement and she's not a politician. She's not an expert. So it doesn't really matter. Why do you have to boycott an entire movie? Because someone in that movie, one actor in the movie made that statement. Doesn't make sense, you know. So that point should completely be out or be a reason to boycott the movie. But I believe the number of people saying that we should boycott the movie for another reason. You know, there is another section of people who say we should boycott the movie because the movie was shot in Xinjiang, uh, which is a region in China where uh, the Uyghurs, uh, Muslims, were detained and uh, put in internment camps. So that is something that uh, uh, a few people, you know, sections of people. So some people are saying boycott the movie because the actress of the movie who plays uh, who plays Mulan, uh, she supported Hong Kong police, the Hong Kong police, you know. Uh, then there's another section of people says who say that, you know, the film was shot in Xinjiang, which is a region in China where Uyghurs, Muslims were uh, detained and not and treated badly. So that's another reason. But I believe that doesn't make a difference because it's a movie. It's a creative movie, you know, where it's shot doesn't really make a difference. It's a job of uh, the authorities to make sure that uh, uh, the Uyghur Muslims are taken care of and not treated badly. It's the job of the United Nations to protect those people, you know. It's not the job of uh, uh, movie producers to take care of, you know, that. So that's, that's, that's another reason why I feel, you know, boycotting the movie for that reason really doesn't make sense. And there's another third section of pe- uh, section of people who say that the film needs to be boycotted because uh, because uh, all the people you know behind the scenes, like you know, into production or direction or uh, writing or whatever, you know, all of them are white, so it is uh, uh, it's not diverse. the The people in the movie are not from different races. It's all it's a white team. So that's another reason that few people say that we need to boycott the movie. Uh, I have no idea why that's the case. And I believe there should be diversity in any organization, in every, any school, in any university, even in when a movie is being made. I agree with this point, you know, that there should be diversity because that's when you get. And since the movie is so Chinese, you know, it's so based on the in on that folk of uh, Chinese folk, you know, I mean, you need to have people from diversified backgrounds to make something really look good. And maybe uh, this third, this third point is something that I agree with. Um, so I think it's a very complicated situation. You know, I would not really boycott a movie. No way, because I don't believe in boycotts. I would not join a gang because someone's saying something. Um, and because one person said something, you just boycott an entire film. What about the hard work of so many other actors in the movie? You know, you can't just uh, you can't just get rid of uh, rid of all that. You know, so that's what I feel. I have no idea. You know, uh, the same things uh, the same things happening. Of course, there should be diversity. That's I'm completely hundred percent with it. If any, if there's a movie being made, uh, the team of people working uh behind the scenes or in front of in front of the cameras there should be diversity you know whether it is male female proportion or whether people from different races at least in the united states where there is so much of diversity so why not use it you know so i believe that is something that i would agree with but i would not boycott a movie because of that but i would pinpoint it i would make it known to the uh, the team, you know, to the Mulan team, that this is not correct. Uh, 
uh, that's what's happening in the Indian film industry. That's Bollywood, you know, wherein um, uh, people in India are and uh, wh- whoever, you know, people who really watch Indian movies all across the world, they're fighting uh, against nepotism. Like I mentioned in my last episode, uh, in the Indian film industry, nepotism, wherein people like, you know, daughters, granddaughters, uh, now the film industry, the Indian film industry is about 100 years old. So, you know, actors from those 20s and 30s, their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, all of them are into the film industry. So it becomes very difficult, you know, for people from outside the film industry who don't have any godfathers, you know, to really make it big in the Indian film industry, in Bollywood. And that's what people are fighting in India currently. It's happening after Sushant Singh Rajput's death, the guy who, uh, you know, who no one knows whether he he died through by murder or whether he was murdered or whether it was suicide. So, um, after his mysterious death so this has come out and it's a big topic so what happened is now Sushant Singh Rajput who died and the mysterious circumstances his case is being uh, investigated his brother-in-law came out with an app you know he developed an app and brought it out even you can download it if you want it's called uh, the the app I believe is called um, uh, you know it measures nepometer the app is called Nepometer. Now, you can download it or go and check it in the Apple Store. It's available. I downloaded it on my phone because I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, sensitive towards it because I, 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 too, I too believe that any organization, any industry, whether it's business, whether it's politics, whether it's a movie or a non-profit or any organization, there should be diversity, which is not there in the, in Hollywood, in the English film industry. And at the same time, the, the film, the, any, all, all of these organizations, you know, that I'm talking about business, politics, or whether it's um, these industries or uh, movies, etc. In addition to Bollywood, uh, especially in India, you know, everyone should be given an opportunity. You don't only take your grandchildren and children and give them new movies and things like that or take them or hire them in your organization or whatever. You need to give everyone an opportunity. It should be, there should be equality, there should be equity, there should be uh, diversity and no nepotism. So that's the, that's the only thing that I'm talking about. So what happened is uh, there is a Nepometer app that is created in India. Now, I've downloaded it on my uh, phone. Now, Nepometer is an app. So say, for instance, recently there was a movie that was released in India, a Bollywood movie, a Hindi-based movie. Um, and um, the movie uh, had everybody like the entire team the producer the lead artist the supporting actors directors writers the main lead male female all of them were nepotist you know they 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 were sons grandsons or daughters granddaughters or some kind of cousins or whatever they had some kind of relation in the film industry there was no newcomer in that movie that was released recently so uh, if you check on the Nepometer and, you know, it automatically does the uh, analysis of each movie. So this movie, which is called Sadak 2, okay, the movie name was Sadak 2. Uh, on the Nepometer, it got a rating of 98%, which meant that the, the entire movie was nepotistic in the sense uh, it, had, uh, it had everybody in that movie were... Uh, was a family to someone in the film industry already. So there was no newcomer. There was no new person given a chance. And so uh, uh, as per the Nepometer is 98% nepotistic. And because of that, the movie bombed at the box office. Like it was released online. The people in India, they rated it so badly. They didn't watch it. They didn't download it. They didn't watch the trailer because of this Nepometer thing. And uh, it bombed so badly that one of the best directors 
was disappointed you know with what happened so that's what india plans to do with um with this kind of you know uh, to bring about social change at least with movies wherein they've developed this app and they're making sure that you know people from all over the from anybody who wants to make it big they don't need to have a godfather you can be a small town boy you know like sushant singh rajput come and make it big without any godfather that's what bollywood wants to do and when it comes to hollywood which doesn't see so much of diversity in the team of people behind the scenes front of scenes i would suggest that one of you out here you'll create an app maybe call the app a raceometer or race meter you know for all you care and each movie can then just be rated based on the diversity in the movie so say for instance um I take Mulan the movie that I just talked about you know now there's a lot of complaints that behind the scenes people who work behind the scenes director producers artists support you know these writers etc they were all white so if you develop an app that gives you an analysis automatically by you know uh, scanning through the entire movie based on the race of each actor and gives you a score you know maybe people can decide whether they want to go and watch the movie or not based on a race meter so that's what i would suggest for bollywood to do for hollywood to do the english film industry to do you know to make sure and to force people to have diversity you know in the team that's what i would suggest definitely because say for instance uh Uh, if the race we had a race meter and uh Milan was kind of analyzing the race meter and it gave gave you a um it gave you a score of say 90% that means it's not diverse you know it's not diverse so then people can decide whether they want to watch it or not and if you don't want to watch it it might just bomb and then you know uh, these uh, movie directors and uh they will understand that hey man we need to change you know otherwise uh it's people who make a movie hit or make it a flop you know so if you play with our emotions we'll we know you know how to give back and that's what happened in india you know a movie which probably had a good story or probably would really be a hit nobody watched it and it was a very concerted effort by billions of people in india together they kind of bombed the movie together because of this app you know so technology can really bring about a change that's what i've noticed social media technology digital space really can make bring about social change we need to use it effectively and we've seen it with so many incidents happening you know so uh so that's what i would suggest for hollywood to do have an app which can rate the diversity in a movie call it a race meter and uh, or a hollymeter a hollymeter and then uh, maybe uh we would force filmmakers to have diversity in their team um and that's how uh, that's the same thing that can be followed for organizations for non-profits for in politics etc you know to have to make sure that we get a very balanced uh, so there's no bullying there's no nepotism uh there's n- there's diversity at every place so that's my suggestion that's that's a little take uh, that i wanted to drop in um so that's all that i had for this week i know it's already thursday i'm already late but hey man i've just given up because i'm not going to i'm not going to kind of the pandemic has kind of changed my schedule and it has actually sca- changed everything i'm just i don't know why i used to do the sunday show like for so many months it was like every sunday i should release that episode you know but the pandemic like the past 6 months i'm like monday tuesday wednesday now it's like thursday what the fuck you know and i'm i'm unable to just keep up with the time but whatever it is thank you so much for listening guys um and uh, don't forget to write to me at uh, justanobodypodcast@gmail.com if you want to be a part of my episodes uh, for the next episode or you want to talk about something if you felt that i said something so wrong that you need to correct me please be my guest i would love to have you as my guest on my on one of my episodes so please write to me at radio at oh my god it's justanobodypodcast@gmail.com or you can kind of uh, dm me on my twitter handle at m e a r l c o l a c o that's my twitter handle and um 
that's all that i had for now you keep safe take very good care of yourself it's so important during this pandemic i'm losing my punctuality you know that's what has happened to me i'm kind of i'm unable to just keep up with the kind of a a very focused kind of schedule that i had before the pandemic before the lockdown um i need to get back on track i don't know why it's happening but i need to really get back on track hope it happens you know i get back and um Uh, with everything anyways that's all i had uh for this week and i want to play the song it's called ye hai bombay meri jaan that is uh this is bombay and being a bombay girl is born raised in bombay i'm very much a bombay girl you know i lo- i i lived in the city uh all like i couldn't live in any other city in india except bombay you know i could just go out like for two three days and that's it like bombay it was a place that i grew up was born that's a blessed and i found that the best place you know that could ever be uh while i was uh, while i was there so this is a song actually which is kind of a dedication about bombay uh, it's called bombay mary jaan and i wanted to play it i'll be on the other side of the song maybe i'll just play a little bit because i wanted to listen to it it's in hindi but hey man music is universal whether you understand the language or you don't understand it all right so here it is ऐ दिल है मुश्किल जीना यहाँ जरा हट के जरा बच के यह बम्बे मेरी जान ऐ दिल है मुश्किल जीना यहाँ जरा हट के जरा बच के यह बम्बे मेरी जान जरा बच जरा बच के यह बम्बई मेरी जा मुश्किल जीना यहाँ जरा बच जरा बच के यह बम्बई मेरी जाप्रीशिएटेडिकॉज you know it takes a lot for someone to hit the play button listen to me like nobody for about 15 minutes like why do you guys do it man but thank you so much uh, that's all that i had for this week uh, until next time baby bye 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 bye